when we talk about the courts or any developments of the law, like it or not, we have to trace on the historical backgrounds. Like the ICJ, that it was first established right after the end of the Second World War. And we, if we go back to the history, then the reason of the UN to establish the ICJ is because of the failure of the League of Nations to stop the commission of the Second World War. You are now listening to Pusim Podcast. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed guests, I'm Dr. Nozohaida Osman from International Law Unit, ILU, Faculty of Sharia and Law, FSU, University Science Islam, Malaysia, your moderator for the four episodes with the National Court of Justice, our ICT judge. Today, we have the privilege of hosting an esteemed guest, His Excellency Professor Dr. Divindirani, a distinguished and recently appointed judge at the International Court of Justice, together with our INU FSU Muslim star, our guest speaker, Dr. Farid Muhammad Hassan. Okay, uh, so welcome to USIM Malaysia Podcast, Justice Tiladi. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, and thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Dr. Farid, how are you? Good, I'm good. It is, it's, uh, it is so honored to be part of the program together with our esteemed guest uh, from South Africa who you know, uh, is, uh, I would say, I admire his work so much. So let's keep the ball running for our first episode, okay? Uh, I have uh, on the history of the ICJ, so my first question is, when was the, the ICK established and what is the source of power and the, of the establishment of the ICK? So, um, Justice Tiladi and Dr. Farid, the floor is yours. Thank you, Madam Moderator, for the question. As a, as a law student, and I'm still studying law actually, uh, and I would like to learn uh, from Justice Taladi on his experience, right, uh, as one of the uh, professors of laws and also uh, ILC members uh, at the UN, and now who has been appointed to the ICJ uh, bench. Now, I think that the establishment of the ICJ, we have to look at when we talk about the courts or any developments of the law, like it or not, we have to trace on the historical backgrounds. Like the ICJ, that it was first established right after the end of the Second World War. And we, if we go back to the history, then the reason of the UN to establish the ICJ is because of the failure of the League of Nations to stop the commission of the Second World War. So uh, right after the end of the Second World War, the UN was established. And under the UN Charter, all the international community decided that there is a need to have uh, an international body to decide on international disputes, particularly to stop uh, the, the war or the next war from happening. So that is why we have the ICJ to at least decide and, and protect state sovereignty, to uphold state sovereignty, right, based on or in accordance with the UN charters. And we have seen that quite a number of UN charters uh, provisions, right, such as under uh, Article 2, Clause 4 and 51, which provides that uh, no aggression, no use of force and so on. But there are some exceptions, uh, exceptions in it. But all in all that, the ICJ is established through a UN Charter because the ICJ is one of the principal organ of the UN, which uh, role is to uh, uphold and decide on uh, international disputes between sovereign states. 
right so i think that uh, that's that's all from me and and i would like also to learn and hear from justice Stelladi on this yes yeah no thank you very much i think you've covered it all uh, i mean i'll just say a couple of things about that so one in terms of the source of its power obviously the source of its power is the uh, the un charter is mentioned in the statute of the international court of justice um you also mentioned the the league of nations then it's important to recall, of course, that the ICJ, um, although established after the, the Second World War, is in fact a continuation of the court that was established um, under the League of Nations, namely the Permanent Court of International Justice. Uh, and, you know, we often speak about how the, um, the, uh, the League of Nations was, uh, was not successful. And so that the lack of success of the League of Nations is one of the reasons why the Second World War, in fact, broke out. But in fact, the PCIJ, the Permanent Court of International Justice, um, was actually quite a successful institution. It was one of the most effective institutions in the sense that, you know, it did settle a lot of disputes um, yeah, in the period of its existence. And in fact, its jurisprudence of the Permanent Court of International Justice is still very important for the International Court of Justice. And it's not a surprise that, uh, you know, if you go on the website of the ICJ, you will also find uh, a link where you can click and then you will have um, the website, if you like, of the PCIJ. So there's a, there's a, I think there's a very strong relationship of continuity between the PCIJ and the International Court of Justice. I think you're muted, uh, Dr. Osman. Thank you to both answers. My second question is, is the Permanent Court of Justice PCIJ is the same as the ICJ? Yeah, so I, I think, I mean, I think um, just to amplify the point that I made, no, they're not the same. Um, they're two different institutions established by two different instruments uh, with different sources of power. Uh, but there is a very strong relationship between the two. Uh, the the, the um, International Court of Justice is the successor of uh, the PCIJ and very much follows in the line of the PCIJ. To a large extent, the jurisprudence of the PCIJ still guides um, the work of the ICJ. So there's a very strong relationship, but of course, in terms of law, they're, they're two very different institutions and two independent, well, um, two institutions that are established by, by two different instruments and therefore uh, not the same. All right. So that clears up uh, the issues, you know, because at some points they might be confused and you see as is the PCIJ is the same out of the ICJ or it's just a new establishment. Okay, thank you Justice Siladi for a clarifying point. And my third question is, um, why is there a need to establish an international court as the ICJ? I think uh, Dr. Farid has already spoken about that actually in his response to his question. The UN Charter has uh, specifies its reasons for existence, if you like, right? So the need to sort of save succeeding generations from the scourge of war, um, the need to make sure that we live in a peaceful society. One critical aspect of that is that states resolve their disputes in a peaceful manner. Uh, there will always be disputes between states. That's normal in the same way that there'll always be disputes between people and society. Um, and so it's important that when these disputes arise, because there's nothing wrong with this, but it's important that when disputes arise, that there are forums and places um, and processes to resolve those disputes without resorting to force. And so the ICJ or a judicial settlement is one of those. It's not the only one, of course. Uh, you know, there's got to be the possibility of negotiation, mediation, conciliation, even involvement by political organs 
of the United Nations. But ultimately, it's important to also be able to resolve those disputes in the event that all these other ways aren't successful, uh, to also be able to, to rely on a court to sort of spell out what the rights and obligations of states are um, in the context of that particular dispute. Apart from just solving existing disputes between states, one other really important function of the court, of course, is to clarify legal rules. And this, of course, can be done through advisory opinions. Um, but even through, you know, contentious um, so processes, the court also there clarifies existing rules. And the importance of clarifying, of course, is to also, to the extent possible, make sure that disputes in the future do not arise. Okay, that clarifies it. So, uh, Dr. Parit? I think that uh, Justice Taladi has covered uh, all the important parts uh, of, of the questions. And I, I think that uh, I do agree with him that, you know, basically the, the ICG has, you know, the main objective of the ICG is on the, uh, the to resolve disputes between states and also uh, to clarify legal rules. But to a layman or not, for instance, that, you know, once the case to be brought court, then, you know, they will be fighting. I mean, in terms of I mean, legal fighting, in the court of law and and people would say that when we say that uh, issues will be resolved peacefully but to to a layman they think that you know how you're going to resolve disputes peacefully whereas both parties will be fighting in courts and when the, the court uh, is to decide on certain uh, uh, issues one party will definitely win the other party will definitely uh, lose so whether this will also lead to peaceful measures. But the term peaceful uh, settlement here is like what, what I have mentioned earlier, that previously war happened. Why? Because nations cannot resolve their dispute peacefully. So that is why they resorted to wars. So that is why there is a need to have or to, to establish an international court so that whatever happened, whatever disputes arise, between two or more nations, then there there should be and the, the, those conflicts should be resolved and decided by court of law rather than to to wage a war against another sovereign nations. So I think that is the the crux of the the terms peaceful. Uh, I mean a uh, peaceful manner. I mean uh, to, for a settlement of dispute in a peaceful manner. Right. So, so it doesn't mean that you go to court then you will not be fighting in court. But that is not peace in that sense. But Peaceful manner here means that you should no longer go to war, fight and, and bomb here and there. And then, you know, that, that is the thing that what is meant by, by Professor Taladi that I would like to right, uh, clarify here. So so that all the laymen will understand better that on that term. Right? Thank you. So thank you, Justice Taladi and Dr. Parit for the clarification on this vital issues on the history see the difference between the ICJ and PICJ and the role of the ICJ in settling international disputes. We learn about the close establishment, its evolution over time and its relationship with the United Nations. Once again, thank you for listening and I hope you to join us for the next session. Our session 2 is on the functions and powers of the ICJ. Sim Podcast.